podcast Woo! you know sometimes we just gotta like take a step back say you know what work one second you know what college one second you know what future one second one second one second one second one second it's a very powerful mishpat says the whole world is running after wealth the whole world is in the rat race but the happy person Hashem says the happy person is the person that is happy with what he has. My friends, happiness is a mindset. It's a mitzvah to be besimcha. You take the word besimcha, you flip the words around, you have machshava, mindset. Happiness is a mindset. I know, you know, I think a lot of the people listening to this podcast come from Brooklyn. I know how the community is in Brooklyn. I know a lot of it's a mess. I know a lot of it's really good too. I'm not taking away from the good points. But we have to understand one thing. We can only be in control of what we're in control of. The Torah says, Kedushim to you. You know, the new generation doesn't want to work hard. The new generation wants to get married into wealth, wants to get married into status and fame and reputation. Let them do that. What do you care? You're a guy or a girl starting out his or her career, or maybe you're in high school, or maybe you're older. It doesn't matter. You know what you got to do every day. And even if all the people around you are messing up, and are doing the wrong things, you have a decision to make to be happy. You know, personally, I wasn't always so religious. I wasn't always so excited every day. And even even to date, there are some days where I wake up and I'm just like, I'm just not down. I'm not down. Like, I have to do so much today. Every day is like that for me. But one thing that really helps is having a good morning routine, which even I've been slacking on personally. But, you know, it's very simple. One plus one is two. You make good decisions for yourself. You stop looking at the whole world. You just focus really and like tune in to your life and your family and, and what's going on with you. And you'll be happy. Like a lot of people, they ask me, why don't you follow me back on Instagram or on TikTok? Because I don't want to follow people. I'm not on the app to, to consume mindless content and to consume other people's thoughts and ideas. I'm on the app because I wanna, I'm a creator. I create. I lead the way. I'm a leader. I don't follow people's ideas and thoughts and thoughts. The only thing I listen to during a lot of my spare time or any spare time I have is the car. I mean, uh, sorry, is Shur Torah. Let's say I'm in the car, I'm driving, Rabbi Yosef Mizrahi, maybe a little bit of your own Ruben sometimes, uh, Gedalia Fenster, you know, Rabbi Uri Lati, Marisim Chasperling, Pesach Kron, a lot of rabbis from Israel I like to listen to, Rabbi Yigal Cohen, Rabbi Nuech Korimlo. Rabbi, one of the rabbis in Medivh, like there's a lot of good content online to consume. You know, there's, there's so much good out there, but sometimes we just choose to see the bad. Me personally, I was involved in the clubbing lifestyle. I was involved in, you know, I was there before. I know what it's like. It's it's a bunch of nonsense. You know, like for the guys out there struggling with Shemrat Abri, if you, if you catch yourself in the club, Chas Shalom, you catch yourself in that environment, I want you to stop for one second before you start drinking, before you smoke, before you do any of these stupid things. Stop for one second, look around and ask and ask yourself one thing. One thing and one thing only. Is anybody here happy? And you can say, they look happy. Yeah, they look happy. Come to them the next morning at 5 a.m. or even at 10 a.m. And, and look at them then. It's one thing to act happy and to look it. But it's another thing to be it. Because you could be in the club and you could be masking all your insecurities and problems and the real you and you put on the show. You dress up nice, you look good, 
the girls put on a show, the guy puts on all his expensive jewelry, buys a table, trying to show off. Who are you lying to? You're not happy. If you were happy, you wouldn't need to go to the city to look for it. If you were happy, you would be content with what you have. You can sometimes literally like I'm in my room, you know, I'm in my house, play some music, start doing some push-ups and I'm and I'm good. Playing some like, you know, Shmolianger singing Hasidish music, you know, or listening to a bomb sheer and I'm working out, I'm getting in a good workout on a Saturday night. And everyone's texting me, oh, let's let's go here, let's go there. Even like kosher plans, oh, let's go to focaccia, let's go do one of your speeches. Whatever, you know, sometimes a lot of people messaging me all the time. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of happy where I am right now. And I, I, don't, I don't feel like I need to go anywhere else. You know, like I'll take my sister, I'll drive her to her friend's house. Or I don't know, like I like, I like to spend time with my sister. I like to work on our relationship. Now work on it, it's natural, but you know, I like to do things for my sister. I'm, I'm very like, I became very like, just, just happy with what I, what I, what I have and what I, where I am. As opposed to Jonathan when he was like 18, 19, like always like looking for it elsewhere. Always looking for like love to give. Because if you give love, then you just want to get it back. Always looking for like something unhealthy. You know, I, I, I may have like facaded it and said, oh, well, you know, it, it is healthy because uh, I'm doing something good. But the real, the real thing is, is that the, the reason why we give is because we want to get in return. And when you're not, when you're not like, you're not happy with yourself, when you're not in a position where you can give and when you can focus on someone else, uh, sorry, when you can focus on yourself and not always have to constantly run to somewhere else for happiness, then you're probably not ready for a relationship. And that's something that took me a long time to learn. It took me a long time to learn that I need nobody in my life besides Hashem. I can be without friends, completely alone, and and nothing can be like going right, but I'm, I'm, I'm content. I may not always like be in that super inspired mood, but I always strive to be. I always strive to just see the good in everything. Hashem is maneuvering every detail in my life. Hashem knows what's best for me. Hashem knows how much money I need to make. Hashem knows who needs to be healthy and who doesn't. Hashem knows everything. And that's just the biggest like, thank you Hashem. You know, when I was in Shana Aleph in my first year in Israel, my grandmother was sick. She had, she had cancer. And that was like, that, that really weighed me down because all my boys, we got to Israel, we're like excited to have a good first year in Israel. And we're excited to like, you know, have a good time. And the second, the second I get to Israel in August, my, my grandmother didn't feel like I got to the first the first day I got to Israel the first day like I got there like a little bit early, like a week early from, from when yeshiva started and I wanted to like spend time with my family I get, I, get, I get to the airport I drive to my family's house boom get to my grandmother's house right the second I get there everyone's like screaming and I'm like what's going on everyone's like in her room because she doesn't feel good and she has like a growth and they go to the hospital. We all go to the hospital that same day. Second, second, I get off the plane, and we find out she has cancer. You know what that felt like? It felt like it felt like build up, build up, build up, and then boom, collapse. Like right away, you feel horrible because everything just changed. What do you do in that moment? What do you do? That was like a huge test for me because the whole year I was constantly, like once a week, I would take a bus and go see her. You know, and just always try to spend time with her. And, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. And Baruch Hashem, she healed and she got better. 
and she's she's way past it now. Like her hair grew back, and you wouldn't even, you, never, you would never even know she has cancer. But just the, the idea is is that even in those moments when, like it was probably one of the scariest periods of my life personally, I never I never lost hope. Honestly, like I'm being honest, I never lost hope. I, I just I don't know. I knew it was gonna be okay. Like I remember it was it was Hanukkah. Hanukkah that that year and we were in the hospital and these guys came to like sing some songs and and peace morim and to make it like a good vibe and it was such a beautiful it was such a beautiful thing to see and it just made everyone feel happy and I don't know I there was just so much that like I, I experienced and went through in my own personal life you know whether it was like a failed situationship or friendships that, that went south um personal things that happened a lot a lot of things happened to me that like sometimes people ask me like how do you how'd you start making these videos or the podcast they're so inspiring blah 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 uh, honestly like i never know what to answer because i would tell you the truth is it started from the day i was born i, I like like every other person i was always you know going through things but i i feel like what differentiated me from the pack was that even if i would make, make mistakes i would never I would never identify with the mistake. I would always say, okay, you made a mistake, but like, when are you gonna shape up, Jonathan? I always wanted more for myself. I always knew that the mistake was temporary. I always knew I wasn't gonna become that person. And I always knew it was just rather, it was an experience, but an experience doesn't define you, you know? And that's really like my message. I, I wanna inspire you guys listening to take action in your life and to just be more happy with, with where you are because ultimately we all want to grow. Ultimately, we all want to succeed, including myself. I'm a 22-year-old kid starting out my life. You know, I want to be successful. I'm making these podcasts. I'm making these videos. I'm doing all this stuff and a, a whole other stuff in my personal life, like going to Shurim and college and working because I want to be successful. I want to be a somebody. I, I, I want at my funeral people to say like, you know, John, like who Jonathan was was a good guy you know at least that you know rabbis always they always talk about you want to like really scare someone or show someone how that they got to make tshuva remind them of yom yom atchem remind them of the day they're going to pass away take them to a funeral because it really shows you that so many decisions that we make are so selfish and they're so and the decisions that are so full of ourselves and what do i mean by that i mean like you know you you, you decide to like like let's say like a really common thing i think in this generation is like people acting like like especially the men like oh i'm too good for you like i can't i can't call you and say how you're doing you know like me personally i'm usually always the one to make the first phone call because i'm not with that game you know like oh it's, uh, I, I can't call you because uh you have to call me i'm the boss i'm working bro what, what do you you're on this earth for 70 years you know, 20, 30 of them already went by. You know how fast your life is going to end? In the, blink of, in the blink of an eye, the Torah says. What are we spending so much of our times for being so full of ourselves? So you see, it, it's so easy for me to be happy and to tune in on my happiness when I, when I recognize that my life is short. When I recognize that Hashem woke me up today, I could have died in my sleep. I could have choked on something that I ate last night. I could have, I don't know, gotten into a car accident. I could have, uh, this morning, driving to the bridge, uh, driving on the bridge, it was snowing. I could have, the car could have flipped over. Something can happen and everything can go away right away. Why, why do you want, why do you want your, your last day on earth to be just like some bad mood? Wake up every day and say, I'm alive. Today I can do my best. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Fine, you messed up, you made mistakes. You, you didn't exactly 
make the best decisions, the best relationships, the best you know decisions in business, whatever it was, who cares? Today you woke up, taking a big old gulp of air and say, Ha! I'm alive! Baruch Hashem! Like, everything is good. The fact that you're breathing, the fact that you're healthy, you know, your, your body is working, people will pay millions of dollars for that. And we get so caught up in our, in our little Brooklyn bubble, for the Brooklyn people listening. We get so caught up in the community and what he said and what she said. I want to tell you something. This, this, past, this past January, I went to Cancun with all the Syrians and all the hotshot guys. And like, you know, they kind of looked at me for a second like, oh, here's the guy. What's he going to do? And even though like my content is inspirational and even though it's positive, I had both guys and girls give me sn- snobby remarks. Obviously, like the young generation, like the, the, the guys my age or younger or a little bit older, they were all chill because that's before they get warped into that mindset. But the older, old-fashioned people, they were very like negative. Like right away, they didn't judge me out with benefit of the doubt. They, they kind of like were testing me out and were seeing who is this guy really. And you know, I felt that and... I told myself, okay, so you want to get turned off from everyone or you want to, or you want to give them a reason to like you. So there was one night and I, and I, I write on the group chat, let's do a kumzitz. So I gather like two kids and these kids were so like embarrassed. I'm not going to say names or nothing, but these kids were so embarrassed. They said, oh my God, I, I can't sing because my parents are going to think I'm weird. Like you see, that's already the problem. Your parents are going to think you're weird. Your parents are not accepting you. Your parents are judging. Like, like what's up with this stuff? You know, parents got to love their kids and, and accept them. And, you know, and you know, what? I didn't like that. So right away, I start singing. I'm singing, singing, singing loud. And I'm like, just like in it. And all of a sudden, like people just start to come and get attracted to it. Within five minutes, there's 50 kids, and even some of the parents came, and I, I and I and I told the kids, you see, it's not so bad. We got, the you just have to. The idea is is that we just have to break that. We have to break that awkwardness. We have to break the ice, because in our heads we build up these stories, but in reality it's a bunch of nonsense. Sing, be part with your family. You're on vacation for God's sake. You know, everything is like amazing. We're sometimes like so, so, so in our head. And it's crazy how, how in our head we can be. We can like, like completely zone out and, and you know, let it take over. That's why, like just break out of it, break out into song and everything's good. And at the end of it, you know, I ended up earning the respect of them and it all worked out. But, you know, the message is, is that... I'm not always saying that you're going to be in Cancun trying to make an impression or whatever it may be. But the idea is that really if a person has good intentions, Kedoshim to you, then everything will be fine. Don't get, don't get caught up in your mind or caught up in your actions rather about what, what should I do? What's he going to say? What's she going to say? Who cares what someone's going to say about you? Because if someone, if someone chooses to see something bad in you, it's a direct impediment and a reflection of that person seeing something bad in themselves. And they're just simply using you as an outlet to see bad in. So don't worry about things so much. You know, life is beautiful. Life is good. And we just have to always make a, a conscious decision to be happy and to care less about what people think about us. I'm not saying that you should completely ignore all opinions, obviously. It's not what the person said, it's who said it. Obviously, if someone 
who really cares about you comes and tells you something, you know, respectfully, like, I think you shouldn't do this and they're right. Listen to them. Yeah. But if someone just blatantly, like you walk into a shul and someone looks at you in a negative way, ignore them. Who, who cares? You know, the opposite, kill them with kindness. We, we can't, we can't expect the world to, to change into what we want it to be. We have to make the world the way we want it to be. You can't expect the whole community to become positive, outgoing people. You become that positive, outgoing person. You start the chain and you just do that every day. And, another, and, and one person's going to change and two will change. And eventually we have a brighter world. You know, well, the world is not perfect. The world is far from perfect. And, with even, and within the world, the Jewish world is not. And within the, rather, our world, the Jewish world is not perfect. The Syrian community is divided. The Bukharians are divided in, in, in Queens. The Persians in Great Neck are divided. I think the Israelis in Queens are divided. Every community, we're all divided. And within the division, there's more division. There's SY and there's Bo and there's Lebanese and there's Bukharian and there's Kafkazi beef. And there's uh, Gorski. And there's Israelis and Chilonim and, and Datilonim and Datiim. There's so much, there's so many categories and names and Orthodox and modern Orthodox and secular and liberal and conservative. And there's so much division within the division, within the division, within the division. So how do we expect to bring the Mashiach? Well, are we going to send one Mashiach to the Syrian community, one, one Mashiach to the Queens, one Mashiach to, to Israel? You can't do that. Mashiach has to come and have a whole nation together. That means that a Syrian can marry a Bukharian and a, Buch- and a Persian can marry a Moroccan. And there's no racism in Shiduchim. There's no racism in Judaism. There's no racism in Bichlal. We're all one nation and we all come from different backgrounds. The Moroccans bring their delicious Moroccan fish and the Syrians, they bring their delicious Lachmajin and Mazeh. <coughs> the Bukharians bring their delicious Plof and Bakhsh and everyone brings their, you know, just an example, but everyone brings their beauty to the table. Everyone brings their background, which is beautiful. And we all, and we all can come together with our, our differences is what, is what can connect us. Because even though we think we're so different, we're all the same. Everybody wants money. Everybody wants, you know, to drive the nice car. Everybody wants the connection to Hashem. We just have flawed perceptions of the world and we create divisions in our mind, which eventually turns out into divisions in the real world. But we're all the same. We're all Jewish. We're all following the same Torah. So why are we choosing to divide ourselves so much? This is why the Bet Dash was destroyed. Baseless hatred. We have to have love for every single Jew that we cross paths with. Whether he's a, a Ashkenaz or a Syrian or a Bukharian or Israeli or Moroccan or Persian. Who cares? Or Iraqi or Tripolotai. What? So what? Okay, so your family is not as rich or you guys are not as uh, you know, high standard and esteemed. And okay, your wedding wasn't in the Taj Mahal. Like what? Who cares? Oh, you're getting married in Koyak. What? This is a bunch of nonsense. You're putting on a show for who? You put on a show for Hashem. Put on a show for the Malachim. I'd rather have 10 people at my wedding than a thousand fake people. I'm, I'm straight up honest with you. I'd rather get married in a, in a backyard. I'm getting married to the girl. It's, it's my night. It's my night with her. It's my night to come together with my other half. And to say, Hashem, thank you for giving me this blessing. It's not a night to spend $50,000 on flowers or, or to spend $100,000 on, on, on nonsense. Like, where are our priorities? 
What, you're going to waste so much money just, just, just to put on a little show? That money can go to a better place. It can really go to a better place. There are people that need, there are people that are hungry that need food. There are people that that you know you could buy tzitzit for them. You could buy them tefillin. You know, not everyone has a picture perfect life like you do. And if Hashem gave you more than what you need, you're supposed to divide it and to share. Divide your money. Don't don't divide people. This is this is what we need to fix in this generation. We need to become more loving and more accepting of one another. And even though each other is not perfect, that's fine. We're not meant to all be perfect because we all have our backgrounds that we come from. We all have our own lives and our own problems and our own neshama that has to fix this tikkun. You can't expect two people to have the same problem. We're all meant to have different problems. We're all meant to have different backgrounds. We're all meant to come from different places and to struggle with different things. That is what makes us us. We cannot conform into something else. This is who we are. I think the message was, was said pretty clearly. We should all continue to, to grow and to love one another. And everyone that's struggling, I really, my heart goes out to you. You can always message me, but you should come out of it this year. Amen. If you're single, you, sh- if you're single, you should get married. And if you're married and struggling, accept your partner, love them, and increase your shalom bayit. If you're struggling with your panasa, give 20% maser. You know, when the person's struggling with their, with their money, it's a time to show Hashem the opposite. Instead of keeping more money to myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give more money and donate it and show you that I trust you. We should all come through, come out of our problems and to recognize that they're all truly blessings in disguise. And we should love one another, baselessly. Let's do the opposite of the Bet HaMidash. The Bet HaMidash was destroyed for Sinat Chinam. Now we're going to love each other for no reason. We used to hate each other for no reason. Now we're just going to love each other for no reason. Hey, Yankel from Borough Park. I love you. Give me a hug. Why? Because you're my brother. Uh, I, I didn't see you since Harsinai. There's no, there's no greater reason than that. And that, that's, that's how we make a better world. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.